Welcome back to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. This is another episode all about nurturing our well-being. Today, I'm tapping into a topic that is a cornerstone of both recovery and overall health for people that may not even be in recovery, and that is coping with stress. Specifically, I'm going to focus on the physical, behavioral, cognitive, and personal coping skills that help me stay on track no matter what hurricanes might be coming into my life. I've been experiencing some unexpected sudden stress in my life due to life. And I can't control people, places, and things just as much as I wish I could. So I want to talk about what I do with that and what can one do to stay healthy during massive, sudden, stressful shifts in their life. So, here we go. First up, we've got physical and behavioral coping skills. These are the actions that we take to care for ourselves and maintain our health. And I'm talking about getting active, like doing yoga, um, doing my stretching before bed, eating well, and getting plenty of rest. So we need to treat our bodies kindly. And a lot of times in the podcast, I'm talking about mentally, emotionally treating myself kindly, Uh, talking about mental health issues, you know, But treating our bodies kindly is just as important, obviously, and giving them what they need to support us as we are dealing with stress or anything else in our journey. So today, what I did was I prioritized rest. I took a four-hour nap. The stress, so this four-hour nap, the stress was just sitting right on my nightstand, right where I left it, um, you know, when I woke up, but at least I got to release it for that four hours, and I did feel this reset happen within me, and I get to put that stress right back on my nightstand in a little bit as I tuck in for the night, and I imagine stress as energy. I tell my kids this all the time, specifically my daughter, because she seems to have a lot more energy than my son. But um, it's energy that needs to get out of us. And I can get it out of me in a healthy way by doing my push-ups and weightlifting. And I've been starting to do planks because my my back has been a mess uh, because of my Weimaraner pulling on her leash. So um, I'm trying to strengthen up my core a little more. But this is, uh, you know, just like push-ups, like if I'm really stressed out, 
I can do a much longer plank <laughs> to the point where I'm like, okay, settle down, Rachel. Don't hurt yourself. Um, you know, but I can do these healthy things or I can get my stress energy out by getting angry or upset or drinking or letting the energy seep out on unexpected victims throughout the day, whether it's my family or other people that I talk to. So stress uses an enormous amount of energy from my body and energy, that energy I needed, you know, in order to keep healing because no matter what's happening in my life, I'm still recovering. I've still got all of these head symptoms and I'm also still an alcoholic. So when stress stress hits me, my alcoholism and stroke symptoms are clawing their way to the surface. I have to burn that energy off focus my mind on creative things here and there, like to take mental breaks, and then rest my whole entire system, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, I just have to stop. Um, And that's where my nap comes in. So I feel like physical activity is also like a reset button for my mind and my body. It clears my head. I feel just like a slight ease in my tension. Like physically, I feel my muscles loosen um, because they're getting warmer. You know, that's what I try to picture all of this stuff. Like what is, what are these push-ups doing? I like push-ups because a lot of time I carry a lot of my stress in my shoulders and my neck. And when I do these push-ups, it warms up that part of me. And it just kind of, when I warm it up a little bit, then I stretch really slow. And it just kind of loosens everything. And it drains a lot of that stress energy for me. So I aim for some sort of physical outlet each day. And for me, it really transforms my mood and my outlook. When I brush my teeth, I'm usually stressed. You know, if I mean, if I'm dealing with something stressful, I'm stressed. I'm brushing my teeth. There's nothing else to think about, but what's going on, you know, and then after I'm done brushing my teeth, I um, and doing whatever else I need to do before I'm going to go to bed, I will then go and lay on the floor beside my bed. And the time between finishing brushing my teeth and crawling into my bed, there is a gigantic transformation that that happens in my mood and my outlook. It happens every time. Um, And I don't do my push-ups every day. I do them every other day. And the weightlifting. And I do the plank every day. But um, And I do stretching every day. And it's really about 5 to 10 minutes, really. Um, And just that 5 to 10 minutes 
helps me immensely to relax and unwind myself, like physically unwind those muscles and tension. It's a simple, relaxing way um, to connect with my body, to pull my thoughts down from out of my head and through the parts of my body and breathe deeply and let go of the tension in each of these areas. I took a class in college. It was a modern dance class. <laughs> and I'll save you from the from the gory details of that. But one of the things we did one day was we got to just lay down on the floor and he did the body scan thing. That's very well known now. Like a lot of the meditation, you know, on calm and stuff, they do this body scan. Well, this was before that, before this was like regularly practiced, you know, you could access it on the internet and stuff like that. Uh, this is before people had phones in their pockets. So anyway, um, I think of that a lot uh, throughout my life as that because it was my introduction to what it feels like to really hone in on each part of your body and and release the stress in that body part, whether it's, you know, your freaking ankles or in something more uh, that you more feel that stress exist in, like your shoulders. So um, I, when I'm doing my stretching at night, I close my eyes, I stretch, I breathe slow, like deep meditative breaths. And I really do feel the tension just melt away before I crawl under my blankets. If there's anything left, guess what I do with it? <laughs> I stick it on my nightstand like I learned in my sobriety program. You know, I have this mental exercise where I'm putting it on my nightstand and it's going to stay there. It's not allowed to go to sleep with me because um, that, that would be awkward. <laughs> I don't want it in my bed with me, right? I want it just sitting on my nightstand and I'll I'll pick it back up. It's not going anywhere. I'll pick it back up when I get up in the morning. So relaxation exercises like that deep breathing are super effective for calming my mind. When I go to bed, so after I get in the bed, a lot of times I'll listen to the Calm app. Um, particularly Tamara's Daily Calm. Um, but sometimes I'll listen to a sleep story, depending on what it is. There are some of the sleep stories that I don't care for. Um, but if I don't listen to anything, I will do the 446 deep breathing exercise. And that was, I've talked about it previously, where you <clears throat> count to four breathing in, and then count to four, holding the breath at the top, and then count to eight as you exhale. And usually this works to slow my mind down after only two cycles. Sometimes I'll have to do it for about 10 minutes, but that's not normal. Um, it really, really works for me. So think about doing it. Um, so now over to diet. What about diet? Um, 
our bodies run on the fuel that we put in it. And if I don't eat, I'm using energy that I don't have any excess of. And that energy is what I need for my brain to heal. So a balanced diet with minimally processed foods makes a world of difference for me. And my boyfriend has been really helping, um, really excited about trying to eliminate as much processed food as possible. We're still doing it. Uh, We still have processed food every now and then. It's still vegan, but um, we it's it's few and far between that we'll eat something that's processed. And since I've gone vegan, I actually feel energized when I eat rather than needing to take a nap and having the energy just sloth out of me like I usually do if I have like a, you know, a big gigantic a heavy meal, um, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, that kind of thing. Um, we're having a lot of these power bowls and stuff, and it really feels like my tank is getting full when I full when I eat, which is which is interesting. I've never felt that way before. I've always been tired after I eat, and now it's the opposite. I feel like I get this boost of energy. So with sudden stress that I'm managing in my private life and um, for you listeners, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, It could be anything for any of us, the sudden stress that happens to us. It could be at work, you know, it could be in our family it could be our friends. Um, it, it could be anything. Our pets, our uh, partners, like anything. So it doesn't matter what I'm stressed about right now. What matters is how to manage it. And, you know, what's the first thing that happened to me when I started when this stress unfolded in my life a couple days ago, I stopped eating. That's what happens to me. I stop eating. Um, I can't afford to not eat right now. I've already lost, like, I'm, I'm about 20 pounds less than I was, like, at the beginning of this year, I think. I think it's 20, it might be 15 pounds. And I just can't afford that. It, I, I have to figure out, um, and do the work to manage my stress as quickly and efficiently and healthy as possible in order to make sure that I am eating enough. Um, So my boyfriend and I have prioritized my caloric intake and making sure that it's not processed food and then rest. So eating and resting, that's my focus uh, over the past 48 hours. And, you know, there are several episodes where I've said that I'm tired of napping And that's totally off the table right now. 
<clears throat> all I want to do is sleep now. Um, I think it's because my I'm so tired, like I'm exhausted. My body has been trying to heal itself physically, and I've been doing a pretty good job, I, th- I think, through the podcast and going to my 7 a.m. meeting to manage um, my mental and emotional health. And now, um, with having additional stress in my life, um, it's using a l- even more energy from me. So I am really enjoying napping right now. It's actually, I can't wait to go to bed tonight. Um, if sleep, uh, eludes you, just get up and do something relaxing, like read a book, watch a show, um, play cards, knit. Um, You can reduce anxiety without, you know, sleep. Um, Finding rest in whatever way works for you. We don't have to be asleep to rest. And I've heard a lot of that since uh, over the past six months being in my stroke recovery uh, support groups about a lot of a lot a lot of us sorry um, nap but we don't have to nap you know you can listen to an audiobook with your eyes closed that's what I do if I can't sleep um, so shifting gears a little bit um, I'm thinking about uh, the mental part of coping skills. So we've talked about physical stuff. And one of the reasons I like to sleep when I'm stressed is because of that, um, that need to really turn off my wanter and practice all of these principles that, that I've been practicing over the past seven years in sobriety it's like the rubber meets the road and I have to really um, put them all into practice and it takes a lot of energy. So I believe that I always have a choice about what I'm going to think. I don't think that I'm a victim of my thoughts anymore. I used to. I used to feel like I was a victim of everything, that I had no control over anything that happened to me nor do I have control over my reaction to those things. That something that happens to me requires this reaction. And I don't have a choice as to whether I'm going to react like that or not. And that's just not true. I believe that I have a choice about what I'm going to think. Um, I can think my way into combating negative thoughts of stress. Um, problem solving, reappraisal of the situation, meditating, all of these things are keeping me healthy right now. They're life changing for me to write things down. This podcast is crazy helpful for me. Because I'm able to write out, you know, I don't know that I would be 
so inclined to write out all of my thoughts about the best way for me to handle my stress if I didn't have this podcast. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for this. I always am, but even more so uh, this week. So writing down my solutions, challenging and changing my thinking, and again, meditation. So patience with myself, patience with others, um, and practice. Giving myself the time that I need to get there. Just because I say, oh, I can, I have a choice as to what I'm going to think. I'm not going to be the victim of my thoughts. I choose to not be pissed off or something like that. That doesn't mean that I'm just automatically not pissed off, right? It's, um, I have to give myself the time and the grace to move in the direction of where I want to go. And that is patience, not reacting to others along the way. And I have had a couple panic attacks over the past couple days. And what that feels like to me is that my heart skips a beat and I feel like pressure in my neck. I've always felt this way when I get stressed out. Um, I haven't felt a panic attack um, a lot over the past, like I've had it a couple times over the past six months, nothing to speak of because I know that these feelings won't kill me like I used to back when I was drinking. I thought that I was going to die, but I don't really feel these a lot right now. Um, My doctor had increased my anxiety medication at the beginning of this this stroke recovery that I've been in over the past, I guess, seven months is where we're at now. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to keep counting the months. If you're wondering, I'm just going to keep counting. (laughs) Um, So I'm glad. I'm glad that she did because any stress that happens in my life, I'm going to feel it um, probably exponentially. And that seems to be happening right now. So um, I know that these attacks won't kill me. And I, in fact, I pictured them the past two days, I pictured them as a bottleneck of stress that like can't squeeze itself through my veins. That's what I was picturing in my head. And, um, and it was like throwing off my heart so that it skipped a beat. That's what it feels like. I don't know if my heart's really skipping a beat. I don't know what's happening physically, but it feels like my heart is palpitating, like skipping a beat. And then I get this like pressure in my neck. Um, I do whatever I can. If that means I have to picture my body as a bottle and, and it's getting a bottleneck of pressure, a bottleneck of pressure, then that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes I just make shit up to get through the moment. And that's really what I've been doing over the past couple of days. So last but not least, spending time with my loved ones, talking to my loved ones seems to eliminate a lot of that 
energy, the pressure that builds up, the stress pressure that builds up in my head. Like my head seems like it starts spinning. And when I get to talk to my loved ones, talk to a friend, talk to folks in my sobriety program, um, that, that spinning slows down. And then I can breathe. So also exploring my spirituality. Um, I have been not praying as much as I know that I'm told to. Like in the program, folks always say, have you prayed about it? <laughs> and I don't, it's, it's not a reaction. It's not an automatic reaction for me to when I ha- am going through something to pray. Um, I, it's, been, it's been a lot of work for me to, to find those times that I set aside for prayer, because that's not natural for me. Um, But if I keep practicing turning to prayer, I'm sure that it will become more of an automatic reaction, but I'm not there yet. So I haven't probably done that as much as my sponsor would recommend. Um, But, but I have, I mean, probably once, maybe twice over the past couple days. Um, indulging in hobbies. I haven't done that yet either. I've been doing a lot of sitting and staring and, um, that's good for my head. I think that's probably what my head has needed to, um, to rest, not so much to start focusing in on, on something that requires my vision. And, uh, one thing that has helped over the past couple days is that it snowed. And I get to go out and walk my dogs out there and to just look down at my furry boots and listen and see them crunch in the snow. Um, I'm not, of course, walking around real fast. I'm just kind of uh, slowly, I don't know, gliding around in the snow and the grass across from my house and there are places where the snow hasn't been walked on yet, and that's my favorite. That never gets old. I don't care how old I get. I love to walk in fresh fallen sl- snow. So that is something that um, really brings me back to where my feet are standing, you know, keeps me grounded in my perspective, and it it reminds me of how no matter what is happening in my life, no matter what stress is coming down on me, that I'm still right where I'm standing. And that has not changed. So it helps me to see what is actually changing in my life. Uh, from this stress. And there are times when I'm standing out in the snow and I take a step in a freshly fallen snow area and I feel very much like absolutely nothing has changed in my life, Um, no matter what the stressor is, you know. 
So as I mentioned yesterday, I I don't have a choice to do the work. You know, I have a choice to do a lot of things, but I don't have a choice as to whether or not I'm going to put the work in to uh, to manage this stress because I can't hold on to stress, anger, resentments, any of these things could lead me to a drink. Um, and for me to drink is to die. And I'm not going to let people, places, and things steal my serenity. One thing, one thing I heard early on in sobriety was that nobody can take your serenity from you. It's your choice to hand it over to them if you choose to do so. And you don't have to. You, I can choose to keep it. Um, and that's what I'm going to do today. So before I wrap up, I want to just provide the reminder, um, because I haven't really said this yet, that coping skills are absolutely personal. And what works for me might not work for another, and that's okay. I really just wanted to talk about um, what it feels like for me. That's what I do here. I share what works for me. And, um, and if it resonates with anybody, then that's great. So Find what fits in your life and helps you manage stress. Thanks for joining me today as I explore how I cope with stress. And I hope that you're feeling somewhat inspired to try some of these out and see what feels right for you. Um, So as always, take care of yourself. And today I'm reminded that every step forward for me is a step towards a happier and healthier future self. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.